Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on this cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you certainly now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. Um, I got some things to talk about tonight. Um, you know, uh, I don't even know where to start. I guess I'll fucking go to the uh, the Facebook and pull the questions out of there first. Um, yeah, obviously, it is a pretty big topic with uh, my buddy Shaheen and the uh, Cornette situation, which I'll get into a little bit. Uh, in a little bit, I should say. I'll get into it in depth, but in a little bit. Let me uh, clear some of the things out of the way first, and then uh, we'll we'll get to that. Um, so let me see. Here we go. All right. Let's go right off the front start. Uh. Steve Milan wants to know what are my thoughts on YouTube-based wrestling video casters, commentators, 
for their any you like or loathe. I honestly don't know a fucking thing about YouTube video casters or anything like that. I, I've heard this question several times. So there's obviously like some somewhat of a fascination with it. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't, none of it's even on my radar and not to say that I'm some kind of, you know, benchmark for what's cool and what's not. Or, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, there's a million fucking wrestling podcasts that I, I don't even fucking know they exist, you know, and there, there's ones that are even popular that I fucking, I have no interest in whatsoever. Um, I also have the, the blood sports show on in the background. So I'm kind of sort of watching that, uh, some of it I was just overall just kind of skeptical of. It's, it's it's a weird concept, so it's kind of hit and miss with me. It's got like a, it's trying to be a little more like shoot fighty, but it's not like full on actual shoot fight. So the submissions are, yeah, I guess, work to the point of uh, yeah, not really gonna lock anything in or go for the win, but maybe the strikes will be a little heavier, which that part appeals to me quite a bit. You know, if they're really going to hit hard with these strikes, but the part where they roll around, like, um, Artie Lang had said, uh, a lot of times UFC just looks like two guys that are about to fuck and they're, they're gay. And right about when it's about to happen, one of the guys, the guy just realizes he's not fucking gay. And, and then he, <laughs> He's trying to struggle his way out of the situation because that's what it looks like. Half the time they're just in like fucking missionary position and it just looks like, uh, you know, definitely not a fight. Obviously, there's a, you know, submission fighting and that type of ground based fighting is a very strong uh, combat tactic. But uh, not the most entertaining thing. I'd I'd definitely rather watch two guys stand toe to toe and beat the shit out of each other. But um, so, yeah. Uh, and he also wants to know, what are my thoughts on Jesse Ventura? If I think he's out of touch with today's wrestling via his interview on Chris Jericho and his 2009 raw hosting gig, um, his deep dabbling conspiracy theorist, um, I don't know much about Jesse Ventura. I know. Um, the last I saw or heard of him, he was on Howard Stern, and yeah, he's way the fuck out there. He would talk about, you know, I'm off the grid. I'm eating a plant-based diet. I'm off the grid. The government's not going to watch my meals anymore, Howard. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right there, buddy. Um, I I wouldn't know anything about I can't watch. I can't listen to Jericho or a lot of these podcasts because they're just it comes off like a fucking game show host. It doesn't, doesn't sound like a genuine conversation to me. Uh, I don't know. I, it's just not for me. So, um, I, unfortunately I don't know much about like the things you're asking about, but, um, yeah, I wish I could add more. Um, Brian wants to know, uh, how come a little over a month from the big GCW homicide tribute and he's working a monster factory show instead of blood sport. Um, I don't know. I I've heard some things about there was rifts and this and that, but again, like when they're running like a tribute show for homicide, I don't know how much of a rift there is. So I, I can hearing dribs and drabs of maybe there's an issue. And supposedly after the tribute show, he was going to not be working for them as much. And which like kind of the things I've heard, but 
is there any truth to that? I don't know. Because, he, I mean, he was really, really happy with the way things went down with the, the tribute show. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I have no way to really um, gauge or say for sure that, yeah, like he's fucking done with GCW or whatever. I, it's weird. Monster Factory to me is weird overall because it's like a, a shindy that within the realm Monster Factory, they take themselves really fucking seriously. But like, it's a fucking clown show like that. There's nothing dope about fucking Monster Factory. I mean, maybe the name, because, like, Monster sounds cool and all, but, like, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, Homicide's out there. Shout out to Homicide. Love that dude. Um, Brian also wants to know, will Danny D'Amato's new partner fuck him over like the last one? So, what he's basically talking about is, rumor has it, um, Brett Lauderdale completely fucked Danny D'Amato out of uh, GCW. GCW um, had been JCW formerly and had big ties with Ricky O. It was his company. And Danny DeMano had ties with Ricky O. Um, As far as I know, to the best of my knowledge, Danny DeMano had a connection with JCW and Ricky O long before Brett Lauderdale was even a thing at all. At some point along the lines, um, Danny D'Amato and Brett Lauderdale became partners in taking over GCW. The paperwork wound up in Brett Lauderdale's name, I think, for tax purposes or some kind of shit. And then at Brett's discretion, um, Danny kind of got just forced the fuck out like he didn't even exist. Um so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I know uh, if he's partnered over with uh, Jack Sabbath, I guess, in ICW. Um, he and Jack Sabbath have had years of, like, on and off uh, problems. I remember, like, a, an incident years ago where he did some kind of, like, shoot incident on Jack in the ring and just, like, fucked him up and, like, smashed his glasses and all sorts of shit. And, it, it, you know, it was supposed to be somewhat of a shoot. And, um yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, it, the GCW thing is kind of fucking silly to me because, again, I, I'll say it time and time again, I don't like these fucking guys. I mean, the the funny part to me is, uh, as far as Danny goes, Danny's big thing with me when he got into my, um, when we had our little um, tiff or whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, he to- he was telling people that, I'm going to be going away. Don't worry. He's going to be going away. It's kind of funny how Brett made him go away. <laughs> it's because Just because it just lines up with the thing he told me. Uh, definitely doesn't mean I'm team Brett Lauderdale by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's wild shit. If uh, you would have asked me years ago where this GCW thing started, not that me and Danny have ever been on that type of terms, but if Danny would ask years ago, hey, I'm thinking of going into uh, business and uh, a partnership with Brett Lauderdale, I'd say, dude, are you out of your fucking mind? So if in the long run the rumors are true and Brett Lauderdale screwed Danny DeMano over, I could have fucking seen that one coming a mile away. But again, I'll all that shit's sweet and everything's cool as long as uh, this one's cool with that one and everyone else could go fuck themselves and they're just haters. But when the truth fucking happens, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, someone would have told me. You know? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
Sozio wants to know about uh, the rogue morphing into Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, it means Brandon Kirk uh, dyed his hair blonde, which, you know, look, when I was in my early 20s, I fucking dyed my hair blonde, too. Um, in retrospect, it looks fucking crazy to me. And uh, grown-ass men dyeing their fucking hair blonde is, is fucking, it looks fucking bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And he's definitely looking a little, uh, little Lloydish, which is not a good trait. That's definitely not something you want to look like. Even if you want to say that, hey, Jimmy Lloyd's done a hell of a job fucking making himself uh, a pretty credible guy in the deathmatch wrestling scene, um, his look is not something to be desired by anybody. I don't give a fuck you are. Um, Jonathan Mitch Sneed says, my thoughts on Madman Pondo's girl fight death becomes her women's only deathmatch shows. Um, and he says he enjoys my podcast. I much, much appreciate that. Um, I don't know a ton about the, uh, women's only deathmatch shows. I, I gotta say like straight up across the board though, any all women's shows, I'm not a fan of, I just don't think that there's enough good women's talent to entertain me for an entire card. Um, right now there's a match on that's Allison K versus, uh, so somebody Savoy or some shit. I, I missed the the graphic because I'm not listening to the uh, the audio. So this this is what this is. But um, I don't know. You know, there there's some good women's wrestlers out there and this and that. But like, if you're gonna fill the entire card of it, you're gonna get a lot of fucking trash on there. There's you know, I've seen. You know, I, I watched Queen of the Death Match, and there was a handful in there that stood out, and then another handful that should never fucking wrestle realistically. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really not good shit. Um, you know, there's, it's a hard enough time finding women who can actually wrestle and put on a great match. And there are some out there, there, there's very, very talented women out there, but to say like an entire card stacked with them, no, it, that's again, like I said last week or whenever I did my last show, uh, women's shows overall are supported by fucking creeps. That's, that's why they exist not because they they put on fantastic top-to-bottom shows. It's because there's creeps that are going to watch, like, subpar product and then treat it like it's the best fucking thing ever because in some weird way they think that brings them closer to the woman or something like that. And it's it's just fucking weirdo behavior. But, um, no, so so that's kind of my feelings on the um, Death Becomes Her tournament. I, I can't imagine who's even involved in that because, uh, you know, I, there's only so many deathmatch women that I could even think of. You know, maybe three or four, something like that. But uh, and I don't even think Marie. No, Maria Maddox not doing that shit anymore. She's uh in Ring of Honor. So I, if anything, she was one of the best up and coming deathmatch women because she's a very believable character. You know, she's she's a very very strong woman she works very hard on herself in the gym and and has herself in in some great physical shape so when she goes out there and does something you know strength wise it's very believable um there's there's some things that i i just have a hard time buying even lefisto look lefisto is one of the baddest motherfuckers when it comes to deathmatch wrestling and um very talented wrestler in this and that but a lot of her striking looks absolutely corny It, it looks fucking crazy like her fucking chops and her shit like that, just it it looks really fucking weak. I've seen her up against dudes, and 
there's some shit that looks really great with her and the other shit that just looks whack. Just just completely not believable, but we're doing it for the sake of it's Lefisto and it's this or that, you know, but yeah, I I don't know. Um Lou wants to know my opinions on the new Dave Chappelle comedy special, Sticks and Stones, and the audience appreciation and critic backlash. I thought I talked about this last week. Uh, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um, I love the special. I thought it was great. Um, I think this is what comedy needs to be. It always should be. It's what it always was. But now everything is held under such a microscope that you know, everything's offensive. Everything gets called in question, this and that. And, and I've seen some people try to, like, pull the race card on this. And it's not because fucking Dave Pell is, is black. There, There's no way you could even try to spin that into a thing where uh, white people get away with it. But black, no, this society is pussy across the board. It's, it has nothing to do with race. Bill Burr just put out a fantastic fucking special, um, Paper Tiger. So as far as I'm concerned right now, the two best specials out are Sticks and Stones by um, Chappelle and Paper Tiger by Bill Burr. And a lot of the same sensitivity issues are fucking touched on by both guys. Obviously, you know, you got two guys that have actually worked together in the past. Bill Burr did a bunch of stuff on the Dave Chappelle show. He was in the um, World Series of Poker um, sketch. He was in a lot of sketches, though. But uh, he was one of the guys at the table when uh, they were doing the um, Samuel L. Jackson beer. You know, in retrospect, you look back and see some of that. She's like, oh, shit, that's Bill Burr. Yeah, it's – um. but either way, again, there's real, real comics that are going to go to bat and they're going to be unapologetic and do what the fuck they do out there. And um, those guys are going to catch a bunch of heat for it, but they got to just fucking power forward. They got to just keep fucking going just doing what they do take fucking critics take the whatever and, and just keep rolling because this is the only thing that's going to keep comedy alive is these gritty motherfuckers your joey diaz is another guy you listen to his podcast he's not scared to call someone a half a fag and no one's fucking rioting they're just like ah, it's just, just joey you know but you know a different person says it in a different circle and next thing you know it's like oh this person needs to be canceled they need to remove him from everything on the planet like you know I'm not into it. I'm not fucking up for this new let's make everything safe for your eardrum society. Fuck this society. I don't give a fuck. I'm not down with it at all. I mean, this is not the right way to go, guys. This this is not the right way to go where we make everything fucking sensitive to everything across the fucking board and no one could say anything and everything's transphobic and homophobic and, and racist and everyone's a bigot. That's why, you know, I made up my fucking um, Bigot Smalls uh, because that that's what it is. It's, it's You'll say some shit that's not racist and suddenly you're racist. You know? Uh, what the fuck is going on on this show? Like, the, the, Allison Kay keeps doing these, like, attempts at, like, a rolling leg lock so she just, like, a somersault and then tries to catch the other one with her legs. Like, that's her big move. This shit is ridiculous. The other chick's, like, throwing some pretty good kicks and shit at her, but now uh, Allison K just did, like, a leg sweep takedown, and now she's just, like, sitting on top of her, I guess, waiting for position or something. I just, it's fucking, it's crazy. 
Because it's, it's not a legitimate fight. So we're not actually waiting for an opening to fucking hit somebody. So I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. Like, how do they work this out? Do they go like, hey, okay, I'll count to 10, and then we're going to get another move. Because, yeah, she looked like she was just trying to rain fucking forearms on her. Like, real shit. I was like, uh-oh, maybe I'm speaking too soon. And then she opened her fucking hand up and started throwing slaps from the same position. Like, it gets fucked, man. This whole thing is just awkward. Um, so yeah, uh, good shit. Um, speaking of um, people who are that same type of no punches pulled, real deal comedy. Artie Lang just got out of fucking court ordered, um, fucking uh, rehab type situation where it was like jail rehab, where it was uh, mandatory, he couldn't go anywhere, and uh, he looks good. He looks Cuban, but he looks good. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Artie Lang looks like a different motherfucker now. That nose is fucking over. And he had this, uh, you know, kind of weird colored tan where he definitely didn't look Italian anymore. But uh, look, I, he looks fucking healthy. His color looks good. Um, he, he looks more alert. And um, I'm I'm wishing that. I always wish Artie the fucking best. Um, time will tell now. You know, when he's out and he has fucking the ability to, to fuck up again if he's gonna fuck up. Um, Artie's go-to is to fuck up. So it's unfortunate, but he's another one of those raw comics. He's scheduled for uh, Count Basie in in uh, January again. So I'm thinking about going to that. Uh, we'll see what goes on. I'm gonna let it get a little closer to there. <laughs> you know, make sure Artie's doing well and stuff. Because if, uh, you know, you, you see more of that tanking, I'd rather not. But, um... Yeah, I got Joey Diaz coming up in October, and then the Creeps of Creeps with Kids comedy tour, which is uh, Rich Voss, uh, Bobby Kelly, Jim Florentine, and um, Ron Bennington. So it should be an absolute fucking killer show. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I really love comedy, and uh, you know that's another big part of why. Um, like the the comedy wrestling and this like dick flip and the this and the that and the you know making out with each other and all of that and they're like no, it's just fucking co-. it's not comedy you motherfuckers aren't funny you guys aren't funny that that's the problem you guys can maybe be good wrestlers because that's that's your field that's what you're doing that's what you're trained to do you're not fucking comedians uh, maybe your friends think you're funny keep that shit between you and the other guy you know. Everything's got to be this ridiculous inside joke, and uh, I'm not I'm not laughing. But um, Lou wants to know uh, my opinion on the Wu Tang Bio series on Hulu. I have not yet watched, it, but I do have Hulu, so I am going to watch this. Um, I will definitely throw this on the show when I do, and I'll I'll try to give you a mention. But uh, yeah, it's on my to do list. Um. I'm not even fully sure what it's all about. It's like a, it's like a bio series, but I think like, aren't they like actors that are playing the guys or some shit like this? I don't know. I, I don't know too, too much about it, but it is something that, um, grabbed my interest and I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Um, my favorite football player of all time on the 49ers and any other team than the 49ers. Well, that I have to go with, um, Joe Montana, favorite niner of all time, favorite football player of all time, which was inherited from my grandmother. My grandmother's a diehard Joe Joe Montana and 49er fan. 
Um, and uh, she's the reason why I got into the 49ers to begin with. You know, all the time I, I just went into an ice cream joint with my kid uh, last night. And, uh, you know, this fucking guy with two teeth in there was like, oh, you, you guys must be from California. Because uh, Nina had a Niner shirt on and uh, I had, you know, sleeveless and I had a Niner tattoo. And it's like, no, no, that's that's not how it works. I hate that fucking mentality more than I could even put words to. That whole thing where it's like, there's a team up the street, so I got to like that one. That's That's got to be the one because it's the closest one to me. That's like saying, like, you know, there's five pizza places in town, but by default, I have to like the one that's closest to my house. Otherwise, it doesn't work. There's another one, like, 90 fucking seconds up the road from that one. But by default, I can't even give that one a chance because the one that's closest to my house, like, um by by like google maps or whatever the fucking case is that's the one i have to be loyal to it's just i don't know man it's the one right over there i've never attended a football game like a professional football game so i mean i guess some people go by that logic well like oh well you, you can't attend a, well i haven't attended a fucking game football is my favorite sport in the world and it's the only thing that i have not watched a professional game live i have actually i've seen multiple basketball games live uh, to see Shaq live when he was on the Magic, which is like a huge thing to me because that's my fucking guy. Um, and um, I uh, I saw a lot of baseball games live. I've been to Philly games and Yankee games and Met games, uh, you know, all of those stadiums. And, um, you know, when I was younger, uh, I actually saw, I think, two hockey games too, which I, I don't, I can't stand hockey. And um, yeah, I mean, school trips or whatever the fuck landed me at those hockey games. And I've seen those live too. As far as non 49ers, I've always been a diehard fucking Deion Sanders fan. Now he did end up a Niner fan, a Niner, but I was a neon Deion primetime fucking fan when he was a Falcon. I uh, also have a Falcons Jersey and this and that. I was a big fan of a lot of different players for a while. I collected jerseys. Um, I stopped a handful of years ago, but I, if I liked a player, I'd get their Jersey. So I have like so many different teams, jerseys in my closet, not because I flip flopped on teams over the years. I've always been a diehard Niner fan since I was a baby, but um, yeah, I, you know, a big Walter Payton fan. So I got a, I got a Walter Payton Jersey. I got a Barry Sanders Jersey. I got a, um, trying to think i mean the list goes on and on i have so many fucking jerseys um yeah uh quite a few um again the, the Deion falcons jersey the Deion niners jersey at some point i had a Deion cowboys jersey and then i i just felt like embarrassed to wear that shit in public because i hate the fucking cowboys so bad but i was a big enough Deion fan that i had it um there's a point yeah you know, again i was a baseball fan for a bit too i know this is way off subject but you know but I have a Sammy Sosa jersey. I have a, a Ken Griffey jersey. I have a Barry Bonds jersey. These are guys that I like. Uh, Albert Bell jersey that I don't know if it fits me anymore because it was a little tight and I've gained a lot of muscle since I last wore it. So I, I'm going to go on out of a limb and say it, uh, it does not fit me. Um, I was also a huge – my my number one baseball fan – I don't jump sports on you, but uh, my number one baseball player as a kid – was Lenny Dykstra, and uh, now he's he's strung out, and um, he's gonna fight the bagel guy. I think maybe even tonight. I, I don't know. Maybe tonight, something like that. Um, which is in Atlantic City too. So I don't know. Is it like the same night as the fucking Bloodsport in Atlantic City? 
I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, he's going to fight the fucking bagel guy, I guess, and, like, the celebrity buying type deal, which to me is just asinine because he, Lenny will fucking murder this guy. And, and it's just got to be a work. But if they put over the bagel guy even in, like, a work, like, come on, Lenny. Uh, but Lenny's out of his goddamn mind, so I, I can't imagine him just letting someone make him look any kind of way he would, uh, at a fake sport, you know? Um, Session Moth signed to ROH. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Um, I thought she had signed to fucking, uh, NXT Europe or some shit. Because that's, I thought that was why she wasn't at TOD, because she signed to NXT fucking Europe. Um, all right. I don't know. I mean, she's obnoxious, and I that that's then. I don't know if that's enough to to do. I, I, if that's enough to to pay her, I I don't know. I mean, I guess there's some kind of draw there because she's definitely gotten a lot of attention. She got you know enough attention. Nah, CZW isn't really viable enough to even mention. Like, oh, she she was gonna be in TOD. Like, who gives a fuck? Um, but. Yeah, the NXT deal. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to see what the fuck. Um, this, uh, right now it's, uh, Santino Morella's in the fucking ring with the uh, Simon Gotch. So there's that. I always like Santino in the uh, WWE days. He was one of those comedy wrestlers that, to me, he got it. And I really thought his comedy worked. Um, but, you know, I mean, to each their own. I mean, if we're going to humor comedy shit, like, he's the type of shit that I thought his humor really works. And I always heard that he was, like, a legit shoot fighter and this and that. But obviously, you know, within his gimmick, you would never know that. And now they're doing the the roll around, trying to grab the arm. Da, 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 and again, I, it's like weird shit. I don't really know how to take this when they roll around, like going for a submission five seconds into the match. Because, you know, not about to end it like right off the bat if he grabs it. So it's just kind of it's just like rolling around playing until they decide to begin the strikes and then maybe end with the submission later on. But it's not going to be, you know. Because, you know, that MMA shit, you can, you can grab a submission fucking five seconds in and the, the match is over. But they're not looking to do that in, in this shit. So it's, it's just weird. I, I don't really know what to take on it. Um, next up is uh, Brian wants to know, how many people do I think actually believe Nick's tweets? I mean, Nick Gage, although it isn't him, saying he's fought tougher men for ramen noodles in prison. Um, look, I, I just, I don't know with fucking Nick Gage, what the fuck's going on other than it has to be drugs because he's just not the guy he was before. Nick Gage was so fucking over. This will lead me into another thing that you know, I didn't like have on my mind, but I just thought of it as I, uh, went into this because I, I saw someone saying that, Oh dude, Nick Gage is way more over now than he is he was before he went to prison. I disagree on such a high level. You have to understand and, and the guy who, who says to me, I looked at age and then I looked at okay, well, 
you were nine years old when I first started going to CZW in 2001. Nine years old. So obviously the time that you're seeing Nick Gage now, you see a big, you know, crowd reaction and this and that, and he's on the mic. So I love you guys, and oh, I'm just for you. I'm here for you. It sounds more like the Teddy Hart promos. You know, God bless. I'm here for you guys. Oh, I love you guys. But it's bullshit. The old Nick Gage used to be ruthless. He could come out there and be like, I hate every one of you motherfuckers. And he would go out there and portray a cold-blooded killer that was out to fucking hurt his opponent. You believed every bit of it because he didn't fucking break that. You might see him in the parking lot and he was the coolest fuck, but when he went out there, you just knew motherfuckers were in trouble. Gage is here to fucking crush people. And now this is like this this friendly contest and love my opponent and I love you people without you and without him and without everybody. And uh, let me hug my opponent out and give this guy a round of applause. Like, dude, this is not Nick Gage at all. So I, I don't know. And, and the murder, death, kill over the top fucking gang shit it, it, to me doesn't look fucking legitimate either. You know, he came out of fucking prison the first time and he wasn't doing this shit. He violated fucking parole after like a year of being out, went the fuck back in, came back out, ultra gang affiliated off of that extended one year stay. I don't know what the fuck went on with him. I don't know what went wrong in his brain that made him think I need to reinvent myself and make myself this gang affiliated cornball that, that convinces a bunch of dirty motherfuckers who can't fight in the audience that we're gang members. Like, shut the fuck up, man. There's some dirty ass fat motherfuckers. Um, the fuck's that dude in his name? Joe uh, Beasler, right? So this dude, um, this is why people hate me because, you know, people listen to my show and they're like, oh, shit, he just called me. <laughs> but, but on some real shit, like this dude, like he does two things. He either fucking talks to the wrestlers on there and keeps this running gag going that he wants to suck all dicks, which, again, like how long are you going to keep that running gag going before you're just a gay guy? Like that's, that's what you are. Like you're legitimately a gay guy. Like, cause you can't every single week be like, I'll blow you. I'll suck your dick, man. Like, yo, no dude, I'll fucking like, uh, okay. But like, like how long is that a running joke for? Are you legitimately trying to bang these guys? And if so, like maybe stay in the DMS or something, you know, like, why are you putting that out there for the world? You know, it looks pathetic. Like the people on Instagram that are making comments thinking that's going to land them with the, the, model chick on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if you got some slick shit you really think's gonna work, you know, and and you're not dealing with one of these uh Jordan Grace types that are gonna put your fucking DMs on blast, I mean maybe hit them up privately and see see what you could do. You know, I mean it's not my style altogether. But um I mean it, it's just wild. Like if this is what this guy is about or or is just it is it that cool to the masses for you to tell everybody that you want to suck their dicks? So he plays that role. And then he plays the other role where like, if you say something about Louie, I'll beat the shit out of you. It's my fucking boy. You're not beating a motherfucking thing, dude. You're lucky if you could beat your dick because you're fat as fuck. You need to lift your belly to grab your cock. You're filthy. You're you're a filthy fucking animal. There's no one you're beating up. You're not gang related. You're not tough. You're not fucking... No gay guy wants you to blow them. Like, just be fucking, just be a fan. Just enjoy your fucking time there. You're a diehard fan. Be that. There's nothing wrong with being that. Just, just fucking do your thing, man. But Jesus Christ, when you gotta like put yourself out there, like, 
you know, Schlack put out this fucking uh, status like, you know, people need to stop pretending like they're anti-government because if there was no government or, or uh, you know, legal uh, protection or whatever, like people like me would be walking in your house and taking all your shit. And like, I, I, I 100% agree. Not that like, you know, motherfucker like Schlack wouldn't wind up taking my shit too because I mean, but there's only so many schlacks amongst uh, your common person. I'm a pretty badass dude myself. Um, uh, again, not not quite a schlack or, or something along those lines, but like you know, I I could look at my neighbors, I could look up and down my street and know for the most part, like uh, th- this would be my street. People would have to come from another street or somewhere else in town in order to overtake me. But as far as like my own street goes, I'm pretty sure I dominate on this fucking block and maybe, maybe a four block or so at least, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm pretty fucking well put together. But when, when a guy like this chimes in like, yeah, fucking we'd be doing fucking meth all day and raging out on people. It's like, dude, no, he would take your shit too. I would take your shit. Everybody would rob you too. You'd be so out of breath just trying to fucking answer the door, let alone fucking handle what's on the other side of it. Are you out of your fucking mind? Do, do you have no mirrors in your entire fucking house? And that's that's like the only thing I, I thought was really funny about that, too, is because I related to that in, in the room of this fucking, yeah, you fucking cop callers. Like, really? What? I mean... There's a whole fucking crowd of people going like, I'm not a cop car. I'm pretty sure if I caught one of these motherfuckers alone after the show, punched them in the face and stole their wallet, they'd call the fucking cops. They're not going to like make it their life's mission to fucking seek me out and find me and shit. But this is, you know, this is just a different mentality because I used to hang with the type of motherfuckers that were up to this type of bullshit. You know what I mean? And like my, my fucking brain wasn't, wasn't functioning properly, you know, back then either. So it was the type of shit you thought was like normal. You saw motherfuckers slipping. You're like, oh, look at this motherfucker right here. You know, that that was a real fucking thing. But, you know, there's uh, a lot of these guys that are talking this shit. That, that's not your life at all. Like, settle the fuck down. Again, just be a wrestling fan. Why do you suddenly have to be a motherfucker like, I handle all my business, never talk to the fucking cops. And, like, seriously? Uh like someone just drove their car into your fucking living room and you would just take take that shit to the streets. <laughs> like you was just no calling the cops for me, man. I'll handle this on my own. Get your fucking car out and you pay me. <laughs> you can repair my house or I'll haunt your family. Like no, dude. It, it's just it's not reality. So um, another thing I just want to branch off of that because it reminded me. Um, CZW they put out a promo with uh, what the fuck is the guy's name? Uh, Navarro. Uh, fucking something. Um, and he's backstage. He's walking through. He's got kind of like a suit kind of deal on. And this other big slouchy motherfucker. He's got fucking two styrofoam cups, and he's like, yo, man, like, you need to join me, like, with me by your side, like, we fucking do the thing. See, I got, like, two cups, I guess, see, I got the two cups going, and it's, I don't understand why this is, like, the fucking cool thing, you know? Again, I'm a 41-year-old man with kids, like, I'm not out here trying to fucking catch people slipping and shit, but, like, this is how I, this is how the people I used to hang with, like, would see motherfuckers. You couldn't just, like, put yourself out there like, yo, I'm really fucked up right now. You better be in safe company to be seeing that shit. 
Now people are using this shit like a badge of honor. Like, they're just going to tell the open public, yo, like, I'm fucking barely conscious. Like, fucking really? Because that's not a tough guy thing. That's a, like somebody better help this dude get home safe type shit. Like, it's just, it's cornball shit. But now, like, it, it seems like that's the new fucking, that's the new cool. It is to just be like, yeah, man, fucking, I am, I'm drinking fucking cough syrup right now. Like, what? That shit is not a good idea. That shit is not a good idea at all. Like, you're definitely not tougher than the motherfucker not drinking cough syrup and that's ready for some kind of fucking fight. This is supposed to be some form of simulated combat. And now motherfuckers are naming shows two-cup stuff like we're just fucking wasted. And then the other guy's like, yeah, you should join me. I'm fucking two-cupped up. And, and it's just like, what the fuck? And, and supposedly this is like a reference to like fucking uh, like, like codeine cough syrup and fucking Sprite mix or some kind of shit like this. Like, dude, you're not, you're not equipped for any kind of battle right now if that's what you're doing. I mean, that sounds more like some shit. Like, if that's what you're up to, like go fucking fight people and be like, yo, later on after I beat everybody to fuck up, I'm going to go home and fucking drink cough syrup until I'm retarded. Like maybe, maybe that'll be your go, but don't like show up to the fight. Like, yeah, man, I've been two cupping it all. Shit. You got to get fucked the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I did, I don't understand it. Like the logic is lost on me on, on why you would advertise that type of thing. Like it's cool. Like, Oh shit. He's fucked up. I could never accomplish such a thing. Like, a monkey could get drunk or high or fucking, yeah, I mean, like, it, it doesn't take talent or skill or ability or fucking toughness or, or, or fucking anything. I don't get it. I just, it's fucking completely lost on me, and it seems to become more and more of a thing. Um, yeah, it's it's not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this blood sport shit, man, because, uh, Santino just won with like, they were back and forth and doing the whole shit. And then at some point or another, like they just went for like a clearly staged roll through into an arm bar where he, he torqued it and fucking won. But it was like, you could tell they were going into that sequence, like a wrestling match. So it's it's like they're trying hard for this like shoot fight feel, but it's not. I feel like you know if they really really want to pull this off, just go full on like I don't know. Again, I don't know the legitimacy of the brawl for all or anything, but they went for something that was legitimate, and they were like, yeah, we're just gonna legitimately let these guys fight. It doesn't matter if it lasts thirty seconds, if it lasts fucking ten minutes. It's this is going to be a legitimate fight, you know, and and do that type of shit, like strikes, all that shit. You want to put these motherfuckers in gloves. You want to put them in whatever kind of protective gear. Do what you want to do. I let legitimately fight. I mean, throw the fucking cage up. Do you know some shit like that? I know they're doing like the ring thing, like the blood sport. Well, it's a ring, but it's no ropes. I don't know. I'm just uh really on the fence about this this uh this uh sporting and mostly not in um all right let's get into opw did a first blood match in tremont's apartment now i hate this i fucking hate this so much it was on a death match tournament on a survival of the sickest or whatever 
uh, first blood is a stupid ass stipulation number one on an indies because I know the word blood pops people makes you go oh fucking Nick Gage in a blood match no 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 first blood means the match is over when they start bleeding does anybody on the fucking indies that is a fan of Nick Gage want the match to end as soon as someone starts bleeding no one wants that absolutely no one wants that so my concept the whole thing is garbage there's a guy, a Japanese guy that just walked out in a cape, and uh, he's going to fight, wrestle, whatever the fuck. Uh, Tim Thatcher, who to me is is one of the most boring wrestlers I've ever seen. Uh, he's super over. People love him and this and that, but he's, he's always bored the shit out of me. And there's a, a dude that looks like the Japanese um, Robin, you know, the, the, the boy wonder. Um, so, um... But yeah, it's it's the stupidest fucking thing ever. So it was Nick Gage versus Kid Osborne. Kid Osborne's the world champion. And this is a company that runs fucking three times a year, so I don't know what the fuck the point is anyway. But um so they have this thing go to uh some kind of blood draw where no pun intended on blood draw, but they both bleed at the same time. So then it's no contest, but then the fans go like, What the fuck? And then they go like, we'll restart the match, which again, like why do the first blood to begin with then? You know, why not build this fucking match up? And uh, I mean, first off, if you're going to do a first blood, then do a first blood and have it end where, you know, uh, Kit uses some kind of fucking heel tactics and gets a run in and bust Nick Gage open or some shit. And, and then like Gage gets pissed off and now the rematch is a fucking hardcore match. And then, you know, Kit uses some more heel tactics and this and that. And then the rematch, you know, the 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 third the third match there is just fucking all out war death match type shit. You know what I mean? But but keep Kit up top. Keep Kit on the fun the, the world champion. He he's being fucking spotlighted in a company where no one's really spotlighting Kit. Uh, on point wrestling has been historically a company that cannot keep any kind of draws booked. Because they're too expensive and, and they can't afford a fucking thing. So if you got a guy who you know you can keep fucking loyal and there and will keep his fucking bookings and take your title more seriously than most people would, including the fans, um, then, then keep Kit there and build fucking something out of him. You know, no one's doing that type of thing with Kit right now. So make him your fucking guy and put some fucking prestige on it. You know, make some fucking have Nick Gage put this fucking guy over to make him look even better and more credible as a fucking champion. You have this whole fucking build. You do a first blood match. You restart the match and then Gage wins the fucking match and and Kit fucking loses. So, okay, Kit's worth garbage now. He's not worth shit now. And you're going to have the two, three shows a year tops and Nick Gage is your, ch- is your champ. Great. He's been the fucking GCW champ for fucking two years. So now he's, he's the on point champion too. And they'll run fucking four times in the next two years. And great. He's your champion. It's just asinine. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Lousy is a terrible promoter. Um, his booking ideas are, are absolute garbage. It just it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. They should have done something with Kit. They had the opportunity to do it, and they just you know completely dropped the fucking ball. Really dumb idea. So unfortunate for that. Um, they put the Mark Angel kid over in their death match tournament. The dude had like a clear concussion, and they had him just keep going and then win the fucking tournament after he busting his head open and fucking clearly having some form of concussion. And, 
Yeah, just just keep that shit going. No no worries about the CTI because who gives a fuck about this kid? But uh, he's terrible too. He's another dude that's completely not believable in the ring, built like absolute shit. Um, just no fucking build and just just you know again not taken seriously anywhere else, not used anywhere else because no one's looking for that. And then you put him over as like your top guy and just give people more reasons when they look back at this thing and go like, mm, yeah, I didn't miss anything. Okay, Gage won. Great. Mm, fantastic. They got Gage booked and all sorts of other crazy shit in GCW. Oh, On Point doesn't have anything scheduled for the New York future, but Gage is the champion. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll stay tuned for that. It's fucking stupid. Absolutely stupid. MDK, though. Um, I had a crazy motherfucker go at me on uh, Facebook last week on the Messenger. Uh, well, he first started off saying that I had nothing but negative things to say, which is... Uh, fucking shocking um but then uh yeah he, he went fucking crazy he went all out crazy i don't want to even get into the whole thing but uh this this was kind of a first he went from uh nutty and nobody likes my shit to uh keep it up great job buddy hope you keep it going they're like it's fucking wild bunch of crazy shit in between and this and that and another dude that wanted no fucking smoke when it came down to it but you know what can you do um So, yeah, I guess just let me get into this fucking, uh, the whole Cornette thing. Because I'm trying to sort of kind of watch this GCW thing, but it's, again, I I have a hard time keeping my attention to this. I definitely want to see the Dickinson main event. The the Gage thing is kind of intriguing. Killer Cross, who I don't even know who the fuck that is. I guess he's, he's with that Scarlet chick. But, um... He's like, you know, I saw a little press conference thing that uh, Boogie Rag Joe posted. And it said something like, you know, he's like, just like, yeah, I'm going to knock Nick Gage's fucking head off. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, hey, if they put any kind of shoot level thing to this and this dude is very fucking built, then he's going to abuse Nick Gage. But they're going to put some kind of work to it to make Gage look like a badass and stuff. And look, Gage is a badass. I mean, he's a tough fucking guy, but. Right now, he's built like shit, and the other guy's fucking jacked up. And if he's any kind of legitimate fighter, which I think he is, uh, like some form of trained fighter, uh, it could it could look really fucking bad. But again, this is this weird work shoot kind of situation where they have to make it look something. So I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued by that. We'll kind of see how that goes. Um, and uh, yeah. Um... So, the Cornette thing. Cornette thing started with, uh, just for anyone who doesn't know how it all started, started with uh, someone sharing the G-Raver injury on Twitter and, like, tagging Cornette in it and saying, like, look at this fucking idiot. And um, Cornette kind of responded, and he said... uh, Oh, Jesus Christ, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, you know, if the fans were lucky, they'd stop the show right there and let them watch this idiot bleed out. Now, a lot of people took that in wild different fucking ways. Like, he was wishing that fucking, uh, that, that G-Raver would bleed out. Um, as far as I'm concerned, by his his statement alone, also by what he followed it with. And I don't think by any stretch of the imagination he was wishing G-Raver well. But 
I think his commentary was pretty much in saying that these fans are all showing up to watch people bleed and watch people fucking get hurt and watch people just get cut open. So fucking guy, hey, good for you guys. This guy's going to fucking pour blood and maybe you'll get to watch him fucking spill all his blood. That's, in my opinion, what that meant. Again, his fucking words were just fucking words and that was his quick little fucking comment on the thing. That someone was like, hey Jim, look at this dumb shit. And again, let's not pretend this isn't dumb shit. Dude got back from Japan the day before, did some crazy fucking spot on top of the ladder. I know they've done this before, all of this type of shit, but it's fucking stupid. When it comes to all this crazy shit, there's no build, there's no anything. I hate violence for the sake of violence. I, I'm all set with it. It, it was cool initially because, hey, like, oh, you know, we used to wait for these big builds and they, they'd cap off on something great. And it was great. And then we got a teaser at these fucking tournaments that was just like cut straight to the chase, fucking main events across the board. Well, then it became more tournaments, more tournaments. And then when GCW started, man, they really went all in with just fucking not a tournament, but booked like a deathmatch tournament. And one match was overshadowing the next, was overshadowing the next, was overshadowing the next. And as far as I'm concerned, they completely killed it. They completely killed my build for it. Um, we used to have death matches like in CZW where, um, and I mean we as fans, of course, um, where you would fucking, you would have a, a fucking show. The show was fucking booked up. You know, you had a couple hardcore matches, not like death match, but like TLC type shit. The back seats would be doing something like that. You'd have, uh, um, you know, a bunch of high flying matches, maybe a little comedy. Um, and then when it came to the, this big death match main event, they'd start bringing the shit out and you'd feel a certain feeling of excitement. You really would. They'd start stringing the fucking light tubes up. They'd carry a fucking bundle out and you'd be like, oh shit. You know, some of the stuff that they'd bring out, you'd actually go, oh, fuck. But the more they did it, the more they did it, the more they did it, I even felt that. Now people are going through shit and you're not reacting. You're waiting for something that looks just a little bit cooler. These guys are taking hundreds upon hundreds of light tubes. 200 light tube matches used to be such a fucking uh, a rarity that you were like, oh, they're really taking it to the next fucking level. There was, you know, they said it couldn't be done and they said it couldn't be done again. And, you know, those were like, oh, fucking 200 light tubes. It was, like, unheard of. Like, they're going to use 200 fucking, holy shit. And it's like every fucking match. I mean, if it, not every match has 200, but, I mean, there's a lot of them that you just like, holy shit, dude. They use just piles and piles of light tubes. And half of the shit didn't even matter. And um, they, they've really fucking dumbed down the excitement of, of these spots, of, of this you guys are taking lifelong fucking scars, and, and a lot of it is just being yawned at, because we've seen it all. And it's not like you can't redo something that's been seen, but to do it over and over and over to the point where it doesn't even get a reaction, ah, oh man, you're fucking yourself on that. And it's a shame, because it's something that I really enjoyed. And it's been overdone to the point now where it's just like, I don't fucking... Just, just not a thing for me anymore. I'm not fucking. I'm not losing my shit over it. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't consider myself even a wrestling fan anymore. So, um, not that I'm gonna fucking mark out for too, too much these days. But I just mean in general, like even the fans are pretty fucking quiet for some major shit these days. Um, so now let's go back to 
because a lot of people just look and be like, Jim Jim Cornette hates deathmatch wrestling, and that motherfucker, and this and that. Let's just kind of go back a little bit into what made Jim Cornette hate deathmatch wrestling as much as he does. And why the outlaw mud show and all of that type of shit has that, that feeling and that that anger towards it out of Jim Cornette. Well, I I don't know exactly the areas and locations and all that specifics and stuff, but back in whatever year it was, early 2000s maybe, late 90s, he was running his company out by where Ian Rotten was running his company, whether it be Kentucky or whatever the fuck. Um, And Ian was doing his shows, and, you know, Ian... As as he does, draws very low, and a lot of time would you know he would get some decent draws, but he would also get some bullshit draws, and some some of those shows would be a bullshit draw, and he'd throw a fucking crazy ass death match on there, crazy unheard of shit, especially in the era that Ian started doing it. It was completely unheard of in the states. Um, groundbreaking to death match fans who watch the Japan stuff but appalling to regular wrestling fans that knew nothing of this. And it's just like, what the fuck are these idiots doing? And maybe some stuff to build behind it. A lot of it didn't, you know, he started the King of the death match stuff over here. So, you know, when the tournament started up and again, it was violence for the sake of violence. And you had guys just doing fucking nutty shit. Well, a lot of state athletic commissions and, and the sanctions and those and this and that were making it harder for Jim Cornette to run his regular wrestling shows based off of what Ian Rotten was doing. So he would have to look at like Ian Rotten's product and go like, Oh, okay, well this guy is drawing this, but the things that he's putting on that show are making it hard for me to fucking make a living. It's, it's making it hard for me to run a show at all because of the bullshit that he's putting onto that show. And I'm saying it, you know, through Jim Cornette's eyes, it's bullshit. And it became a, a sore subject to him because it, it was the thorn in his side that he couldn't get away from. That every time he tried to run, every time he tried to do something, up, oh, fucking Ian, fuck that building up. Now they don't want to host any wrestling. Uh, this, this town wants nothing to do with you because uh, Ian just did some light tube shit over there. Ian just set some shit on fire, so now the fucking fire code isn't having wrestling in this building or that place or this town or this state athletic commission said this or that. And again, like, I don't know complete specifics about this. So if Ian listens to it or whoever listens to it and goes, there's no state athletic commission. It was the, again, I don't know the technical side of it. I know he made things very hard for Jim Cornette as far as him running his shows. So then it became the battles where, you know, one would try to get the other one shut down. One would get the other one shut down. So they hated each other, and they were always trying to get each other's shows shut down. But this is how the, the hatred started as far as the fuck the death matches goes, is because this it directly affected his business. So that, that was pretty much um, the, the early goings of it. Now, going forward, now every time he sees it, and it's just, oh, I mean, over the years, it's gotten worse and worse. So you imagine when he just sees a random clip of fucking 200 light tubes, no canvas, fucking barbed wire, no rope barbed wire, flaming tables, fucking people jumping off of roofs into fucking piles of light tubes in a truck and <laughs> off the roof with Zandig and this and that. So, like, all of this shit is just the worst thing in the world to him. Like, he's not down with this shit. He hates it. 
he, he takes offense to it as far as, you know, what it is wrestling. And again, he has a history of, of this thing being bad for the business through personal experience. Um, you know, so that that's, I think, where he comes from with all of that. He's made a very, very, um, and he has a very unwavering opinion on that. He's not, he's not looking to, oh, well, this build was really good and it made sense in the end. He's all set. He's done with it. He's not looking to fucking explore it or give it a chance or anything. He's, he's, that bridge has been burned a long time ago. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you could thank Ian Rotten for that. Because even if he had the shred of like, well, if there's the right build, maybe it would work. That was never going to fly in Jim Cornette's mind because the burn, the bridge was already burned through, you know, what he seen and dealt with in the early 2000s, late 90s, whatever it was. So that that was that. So now when this thing is shared on and he says it's about this, yeah, those fucking idiot fans and this and that, and and I agree because um, Shaheen had, Shaheen had uh, covered what I said on on the last show and he, he really misunderstood what I said because I didn't say like in a way where the fans don't care at all and they would like it if he died. I'm saying that like these, a lot of these motherfuckers only want to see blood and don't care. And they'll give you the, Oh, I hope you're okay. After the show, here's $20. I hope this helps your hospital bill. But like the second you return, they'd love to see as much blood leave your body as humanly possible because they're just not really concerned about anything long-term with you. If suddenly you get hurt, fine, but like they're not against you trying over and over, you know, they're not going to say, hey, dude, don't jump off that roof, man. You might break your fucking legs, you know, they're just like fucking give it a shot. I don't know. Fucking whatever. Sounds good to me. And then if you get hurt, they're like, oh, dude, that sucks so much. Like, what the fuck? So, um, so the whole shit with Jim Cornette was that now that alone turned into people being so mad at fucking Jim, so fucking mad at Jim, that even now to this point too, with the shirt and this, these motherfuckers, including G Raver, are acting like Jim Cornette stabbed him in the fucking street and left him to die. Like this this G Raver injury is so heavily tied to fucking Jim Cornette as the devil. It's like, dude, he didn't fucking do anything other than state his opinion. And and an expected opinion because Jim Cornette has never been a fan of this shit. So when um when the thing came up and um they decided, yo, I'm gonna make uh however it came about. Everybody's trying to do things in this night. Oh, and the other the other misconception is when Jim said uh he started talking about the GoFundMe thing. Within his first sentence of talking about the GoFundMe, he said, I don't know if he did it himself or if someone else set it up and then uh, is raising the money for him, and I really don't give a shit. So right off the bat, he said he didn't know whether he did it. He didn't know if someone else did it. Didn't give a fuck either way. One of the first lines of defense everyone is fucking saying is, he didn't fucking make the GoFundMe. He never fucking said he did. He he clearly said in plain fucking English with accent, I don't give a fuck if he did or didn't. That was his first initial fucking statement. So going forward from that again, now everybody's going, he wished death on G. Raver, which kind of really didn't, you know. Uh, again, I don't think he was wishing him well, but he was kind of saying the way that these fans are, if they're lucky, 
they'll just let this idiot bleed out and they'll, they'll fucking sit and watch it because that's the type of people they are. So I, I think it was more of a criticism on the fans. Again, not wishing G Raver well, not saying, well, I hope he doesn't die, but the fans would love it. Like he, he doesn't give a fuck. His opinion, hey, man, if you're going to jump into fucking piles of glass set on fire, wrapped in barbed wire, and you die, well, fuck, man, you tried. You know? And, and look, I, there's really fucking nice guys out there. G, G. Raver's one of them. He, 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 I mean, when you hear him talk and stuff, he's, he's a really nice guy. The only time it goes off the rails now is this dedicated fucking hatred to Jim Cornette and everything Jim Cornette. And, like, this injury is so deeply tied to the Jim Cornette thing that it's fucking disturbing. And, and they're calling Jim Cornette in the, in, the, in the end of this thing. They're calling Jim Cornette, how dare you be so sensitive towards this shirt? And it's like, guys, you created a shirt based off of him saying something you didn't like. And are trying to make money off of this guy's likeness because you don't you don't like what he said, but he's sensitive. I don't think you understand what fucking sensitive means. So now here's the thing: he goes into this. Now he hates deathmatch wrestling. He he mentions you know he doesn't like this, he doesn't like that, doesn't like anything about it, doesn't like the fucking people who do it. So the next move is to use his likeness and make a shirt and then make money off of his likeness in order to help G. Raver. Well, clearly Jim Cornette's not going to be okay with this. This isn't, this isn't new shit. This is like, yo. And, and here's, here's the other thing is like, you know, I listen to wrestling. Shaheen's my fucking guy. I, I, I can't call like a whole ton of people on the internet. Or, you know, people that I've met through the podcast, I have a handful. But to call, like, some of these people legitimate friends, Shaheen is a guy who I would consider a legitimate friend. If I got something going on or he's got something going on, I feel like we can talk to each other about these things. And and I feel like he's an actual friend. I feel like he's a very kind-hearted dude. Um, I I really like Shaheen quite a bit. And this is straight-up facts, man. This isn't, isn't like, I'm not saying this to pad what I'm going to say next or whatever. I just speak honestly. I say how I feel about things. When he first fucking did this design and he sent me the picture of it and I said, I hate it, dude. I think it's tasteless. And he's like, ah, LOLOL, fucking, you know, shrug shoulders, whatever. All right, dude, look, I'm not offended. I just, I just, I just think it's good. I think it, I felt along the same lines of the Kathy Griffin thing. I'm not a Trump guy, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really think that's a good idea. Like, no, she's the fucking... She's on the internet fucking crying with no makeup on, looking like Carrot Top and shit. Like, well, clearly that wasn't a good fucking move. So, um, in wrestling soup, again, great dudes. Fucking love these guys. Um, they went on and they're, they're like appalled. I can't believe Jim's doing this. I, I'm so shocked that he would take this route. I, I don't know which Jim you were a fan of. I really don't. Because he hates deathmatch wrestling in every way, shape, or form. This guy said on his fucking podcast, if they made the same exact shirt, exact shirt, he gave fucking credit for the artwork and all that. He said, shit looks just like me, goddammit. Uh, but he said, if he made this exact shirt and the money was going to fucking kids with cancer and, and someone showed him documentation that, yeah, here, here's where it's going to kids with cancer. It's going to homeless animals. It's going to, um, you know, war veterans or, or something like that. He'd be all for it. 
He's like, fine, then no problem. But the fact that it's going to pay for an injury of a guy who got hurt doing deathmatch wrestling, it's never going to be okay with Jim Cornette. I don't know what the fuck show you've listened to. I don't know what shooter interview you've watched. I don't know what you've ever seen. And yes, people can donate their money to whatever cause they want, whether it's fucking some guy getting hurt in deathmatch wrestling or a kid with cancer. They can make that decision all on their own. That that's not something Jim Cornette can decide. Hey, you can do this with your money or you can do that with your money. But when you decide to use his likeness to say, fuck you, Jim, we're going to make money off of you not liking it and then give it to the guy who's doing the shit that he doesn't like, you cannot expect him to ride with that. You can't expect him to be like, no, nah, I understand. That's fine. Y'all got me. I hope he makes a lot of money off of that shit. Like, th- there's no fucking way. I don't, I, I have no, I'm baffled by the fact that anyone's shocked by this and disappointed in Jim. Are you high? Like, what? what's going on, guys? A lot of you guys, I fucking love you guys. What? What's going on in your brain that, that makes you think that Jim Cornette is going to be okay with you raising money for a deathmatch guy who wasn't involved in a car accident? He was doing the shit that Jim Cornette hates, got hurt, and now you want him to understand that you're using his likeness to make money to fucking make this guy better so he could do it again. What? I I, I don't get it. And like I said from the start, I told Gene, I don't think it's a good idea. Now, what happened next was even a worse idea. The people Shaheen gave it to put fucking Jim Cornette's name on there. Well, that's that's not a good idea. And right from the start, Shaheen didn't like that shit because he didn't do that. He made something that looked just like Jim Cornette, but he didn't put Jim Cornette's fucking name on there. Some other idiot did that shit. Some other idiot who who's fucking die hard. We got to show Cornette who's fucking boss. Who the fuck do you think you are? I, for for what? He didn't stab G Raver. He really didn't. He just said some shit you didn't like. And now you're on like a die-hard fucking, I'm going to fucking show him or we're going to raise money with his face. Like, dude, I, I mean, this is, you know, and then everybody on the, online is fucking posting all these, yo, when I fucking see him, I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah, type threats out. That's another great idea, guys. Showing your intelligence in fucking mounds. Half of these people online, like, oh, yeah, he's fucking... When I see him, I'm going to spit in his face. When I see him, I'm going to punch in his face. And then other fans are like piggybacking on the wrestlers going, can I help? Like, dude, you can go punch anybody you want. You don't need someone else's permission to go fucking punch people. But if you guys are going to like joint threaten people, uh, again, I guess you're going to be a victim too when fucking something happens. And they're like, oh, yeah, you see this guy threatened me on the fucking internet. He said right there he's going to punch me in the face. So um, go arrest that guy. Well, that that's what that is. And the thing about Jim Cornette, as far as, yeah, he's taking shots at people. He, he did the, he did the, um, uh, Vince Russo, uh, he's pissing on Vince Russo's grave deal. Well, he was also smart enough to, um, make his piss on the, the graphic covering part of Vince Russo's name. So it didn't say his fucking clear out name. So he kind of covered his bases on that. So in case someone wanted to come at him, he did that. This guy has a lawyer on retainer because he knows he talks type of shit where he he goes like, all right, if you want to come at me, come at me. I'm ready for it. I'm lawyered up. I'm ready for this type of shit. He fucking, he goes and he puts himself out there. 
He fucking says what he wants to say. And if anyone wants to come at him for it, they can come at him for it. So when you, you put out an open, literal and figurative, fuck you towards Jim Cornette, and then you're surprised that he responds to it. Well, Jim's never been one to say like, hey, I'm going to say what I want, but please don't respond to what I'm saying. He's like, fuck you, come do something. That, that's how Jim Cornette's operated. So the fact that, that Vince Russo didn't do what he's doing, I mean, now Jim is at fault for reacting to what, and, and it's being so, right now it's being so blatantly done where it's like, fuck you, I don't care what you like to do. We'll put out a blank shirt that's the same price of the Jim Cornette shirt, and then you're selling the Jim Cornette shirt with the fucking lawyers trying to tell you like, hey, cut it the fuck out. Cut it, cut it the fuck out. And I hope the only thing that, that comes out of it down Shaheen's way, I think, will be um, he got his website shut down, which really sucks. It does. But again, you got into the fuck you business with people dealing with a guy who's about petty shit. He's always been about petty shit. You're dealing with a guy who's about this shit. So you, you could laugh at him. You go, oh, fuck you. Oh, you got a lawyer, this and that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got the money and he's got the time. He has nothing else to do with his fucking time or life. And if it's like someone going to say, I dare you to do something, he's probably going to take up that dare just out of pettiness, just out of fucking ego, just out of whatever, because he's about this shit. There's only so long you could stand into someone's face and go, you ain't going to do shit before they they look around and everyone's looking, waiting for them to do something. Now they got to fucking smack you because everyone's daring them to. And everyone's staring there waiting for a response. Like, is this guy a bitch? Is he going to do shit? Like, this is the type of shit that they're doing. And G. Raver's like, more worried about this than he is his fucking recovery, than his surgery, and this and that. Because he's finishing everything, like, shaking his head like, I swear to God, Jim Cornette, if it's the last fucking thing I do, we're making this shirt. We'll make this shirt whether you like it or not. Like, what the fuck are you so married to this fucking cause for? Uh, you know, I mean, you're the fucking humble guy that sells the fucking merch to get yourself better and your fans rally behind you and they fucking get the money together. But if you're just die hard going to do this off the backs of someone else's fucking image that hates what you're doing, then you're going to get backlash. I mean, it's just it's to completely to be expected, completely to be expected. It's not out of character. Everybody's with this. It's it's out of character. I'm so disappointed in him. I'm so surprised that you, I don't know what you're surprised about. And, and and again, Shaheen, love the fucking guy, tremendously talented artist. Um he he's fucking he's playing in the world of fuck Jim Cornette. That's not a profitable business. When Shaheen gets paid for a commission and that results in tremendous amount of negative fucking response, well, then that wasn't a great commission to take on. And, you know, another thing Soup said, oh, he's a businessman. If, if Jim Cornette commissioned him to do the, the G. Raver one just like that, he'd do it too. Shaheen said right on Facebook that he wouldn't do that because he's in, in, Jim, in G. Raver's camp as far as that goes. So it's just, it, it's petty shit that, honestly, Shaheen should have never got involved with. If he said, look, G. Raver, I'll do you a fucking, I'll do you a graphic, whatever, fucking throw it to you, you know, G. Raver graphic. Do this fucking thing and make your fucking money off it, and man, I hope you get better. Hope you make tons of fuck money. Uh, most likely the graphic that put Shaheen put out for G. Raver would be better than anything else he's fucking got, because Shaheen's talented like that. 
Um, he's probably out there murdering it at fucking Bloodsport right now at the uh, nuclear heat graphics table. So it, it's just it was shit he never needed to get involved with. And, you know, and I mean, sure, the whole I could do whatever I want. Yeah, sure, you can. But he could respond however he wants too. So if you get into a pissing fight with somebody who's all about pissing and full of fucking water, <laughs> you know, Jim Cornette's over there fucking with a whole day's fucking a whole day and a gallon of fucking water, you know, sitting sitting there in his fucking right hand, and he's just pounding that fucking water, waiting for someone to start the pissing contest. And that someone starts it up, and you want to stand in front of him and go, "What are you gonna do, Jim?" Well, I, I, then fuck, man. Then expect the backlash. And again, it sucks, but like your name's all over it, you know. Now, now it's gonna fall on the motherfuckers who refuse to stop selling shit. Because I think when it comes down to a lawsuit, the lawsuit's gonna land wherever the money goes. The lawsuit's gonna land who who's selling it, who's fucking collecting the funds. That's it. Shaheen didn't do none of that shit. He's completely innocent in that. He got commissioned for something. He did it. Obviously, his talented work got all the fucking name tagged on it. Nuclear heat graphics, nuclear heat graphics. But when it comes down to it, you can do the paper trail and all of that type of shit, and it's going to lead somewhere else. So I don't think in the in the long run he's going to get fucked for this. He caught shrapnel with the website and shit because, again, he, he's fucking with a guy he doesn't want to be fucked with, you know, who's down to be fucking with people. So, I, I mean, look, sucks that, that this shit happened to Shaheen, but he's not like a victim. He wasn't like some people are saying, oh, I'm sorry you got dragged into this. You can drag into the You got into the fuck Jim Webb business. And that, that's what this brings on. I mean, it, you want to fuck? He wants to fuck. I mean, it, it, this is what it is. So, again, it, it sucks just because I don't want to see Shaheen get involved in this type of shit, let alone catch any fucking shrapnel from it. But I, I don't understand the, the insane fucking outrage on, um, you know, something that, that, again, he just fucking, he's so sensitive about the shirt. I mean, he said, dude, he's only sensitive to the fact that, that a guy doing deathmatch wrestling is profiting from it. That's all he gives a fuck about. He doesn't care that people are making fun of him. He doesn't care that, that people are saying some shit or, or wearing a shirt that says, hey, fuck you. He's like, so that's money is going to go to fix this fucking guy doing the shit I don't like and fuck him. I don't want that happening. So it, it's crazy, but, um, that's, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's the reality of the whole fucking thing. And that you can expect the same fucking thing out of Jim Cornette all day long. If Joey Ryan fucking tripped and fucking broke his dick on the fucking edge of the ring or some shit on the way in there, if he was doing a dick spot and, uh, you know, someone legitimately, uh, you know, twisted his shit and he needed some kind of fucking surgery to, to reattach his fucking balls to his cock or something like, and then they used a, like a fuck cornet sh- shirt to fucking fund his dick reconstruction. He'd be on the same fucking, he'd be on the same shit. You know, it's just, it just is what it is there. Um, oh, I almost forgot because it's like a last week thing, but my man Bobby Anthem hit me up and, uh, he said, think about this question, but answer it on the show. Are there any rappers under 30 that I fuck with? And I got to tell you, no, I I looked up a few, uh, maybe this one, that one. And nah, man, I, I don't think so. And maybe I'm leaving somebody out. I don't know. 
I'm really I can't say that I'm like on top of everything that's hot and new in, in rap because the most of the shit that I try to turn on I can't last 30 seconds and fucking like it I, I gotta fucking tell you straight up as far as Bobby Anthem goes I really like his fucking music man he's throwing a couple fucking things and he's got that real fucking real thorough 90s fucking gritty flow his punchlines are legit his material is good and his voice is fucking unstoppable so Shout out to Bobby Anthem. Um, Bobby, hit me up with who your your guy is, because you said you got one uh, under thirty that you fuck with, and maybe it's somebody I'm forgetting about, or I could check out and and I would like. Um, there's some people that are within the um the realm of like that smooth hip hop type shit that that do a little bit more of like a peaceful type of flow, and um, just isn't as rugged like that old hard knock fucking shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't think of any offhand. Um, shout out to um, Shaheen over there. Nuclear Heat Graphics. I'm not really sure exactly what the website is. I think you had to switch it up for this and that. I'm sure you can find links via Shaheen and via Nuclear Heat Graphics on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or whatever the fuck. But uh, he's doing his fucking thing over there. Go commission him for some shit. Go check him out at the shows. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be at the ICW next Friday or the uh, the GCW, uh, I think it's NGI, out in um, in uh, Chicago area. But he's going to be doing one of them. I think he's going to make that long trip out to Chicago. Or we go out there, check out Mish, drag him to a GCW show and shit like this. Um He's also going to be at the Joey Janela show, which is like, I think the Monday after that. So, you know, check him out at any of these fucking events. This guy's out there doing his fucking thing. He really needs the uh, support, man, because this is what he does for his life. And this is, this is the other reason why, like, I, if I was him with that immense talent he has, I would try to hit as many fucking avenues as I can without ruffling any fucking feathers. Take your commissions, do what you want to do. But if you look at something and it goes, ah, this looks like it's not going to get me all the positive shit I can get. Obviously, there's going to be some shit that people don't like or whatever the case. But, like, this is one of those things that you just go, like, mm, now, nah, I, I mean, I'll make you something like this or like, like that. But I, I just don't want to fucking bring a bunch of negative heat, even though it's nuclear heat. I, I don't really want to fucking affect my business because it's one of those things you're alienating yourself i mean there's there's a large group of people who fuck with cornet maybe they would have fucked with some of your other shit some of your other prints that that are wrestlers that they do support maybe they would have fucked with your shit down the road but maybe not as much now um i don't know i you know i just want to see the dude succeed and when it becomes like this negative fucking crazy shit my, my impulse is not to blame Cornette. It's just, just wish Shaheen wouldn't have got involved in that shit to begin with. You know, that that's just fucking me because it's it's petty stupid shit that didn't even need to happen to begin with. It really didn't. Based off of Cornette just not liking what the fuck this dude's doing. I mean, I, I legitimately wish death on motherfuckers all the time. And like that, that wasn't the level of blatant fucking wishing death that people are making it out to be that Cornette did. Really didn't. Um... But, you know, I mean, call it what it is. They got that offended that they needed to, you know, make shirts and try to make money off his likeness because he didn't like what they were doing. I mean, okay. So, 
you know, this this is where we are. But uh, yeah, check out Shaheen. Uh, check out um, the the wrestling overdose that he's doing. Um, I, I think he recorded an episode. I don't think he put it up just yet. But uh, check him out. I'm sure he'll drop an episode any time now. Uh, check out my my people over there at the Wrestling Soup. Um, Joe Numbers, Missionary Anthony, Missionary Thomas, um, John Draper doing a fucking thing, just continuously crushing it out there. Um, check out um, False Count Radio. Um, Andrew Carlock is a dude who I uh, I was a, I was a good friend of for a while. We had met on through the Wrestling Soup Network and. We were friends through that. Uh, at the time, it was it was uh, me doing my thing. It was uh, the Sports Den doing their thing. My dude Paul Doobie and um, and uh, Nick Two Scoops Russell Oso um, doing his fucking thing. Roy over there, um, and then uh, there was a uh, Women Love Wrestling, uh, Mel and. Um, what the fuck, man? I'm losing track of fucking names and shit like this. But uh, they were doing their fucking thing over there. Um, so, you know, it was like a whole, like, family. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a pod family. We had, like, a, a circle of fucking friends. And it was, you know, before all this crazy extra other podcast shit started showing up. We were some of the early ones. I mean, obviously podcasts existed before me or any of that other stuff. But, you know, it... It was definitely earlier on, you know, it was nine fucking years ago I started doing this, and they've been doing this shit forever, and they've continued to advance from the same motherfucker I was, only, I mean, slightly better, but, you know, um, but yeah, and, you know, me and Andrew had, had it out, and, uh, we, we, uh, didn't see eye to eye on some shit, and, uh, you know, we definitely, I could definitely go back in the archives and hear some not-so-friendly shit, but, uh, we've, uh, squashed things. You know, as as you mature and you get older and things, these petty arguments and stuff have to fucking die down. They have to find a way to come to a close. And that sure enough has happened, which I'm very happy with because I'd rather be friends with people and be cool with people. I'm just not fake. So I'm always going to call things like I see it. And if people decide that they don't like me for it or they can't tolerate me for it, then that's fine. You can move the fuck on. But like if people are willing to let bygones be bygones. And just understand that I'm a guy who's I'm going to tell you how I feel whether you like it or you're not I'm not going to be fake with you I'm not going to lie to you I'm a very genuine dude that way and, and I think that has value It may not sound good to you on a regular basis It may sound a little rougher to you And you'd be like this guy's a dickhead But there's a lot of people who you think are nice guys Talking a lot of shit behind your back And I'm not that guy So um, I, I, th- I think there's some value in that And again so shout out to Andrew Carluck Um Shout out to uh, Eric. He's that um the podcast about the loser football team. So he'll he'll be doing his thing on that again. You know, and it's just gonna get sadder as the season goes and his quarterback falls apart. But you know, look, he's trying, you know. He dyed his fucking face and head fucking green. I mean, it's it, you know, silly shit you gotta deal with with this guy. But, you know, he's a good dude. So check him out. Check out my man, Jeremy. I got you five stars. Fucking doing his thing over there, too. You know? Interviewing all these these wrestlers and fucking reviewing shows that you might not have fucking known about before you, you hit him up and you find another avenue of wrestling you're missing out on. You know? Um, and uh, what the fuck else? Um... Yeah, I I think that's about all I got. Am I missing fucking somebody? 
I don't think so. Who knows? Um, I think that's about all I got. Um, I I was gonna talk some football too, but I I don't know, man. I gotta. I got a lot to say about football, and uh, I, I I think I might actually like do this on like a different show. Maybe I'll grab my boy Christian on another day, and uh, we'll do like a alternate show. It just doesn't seem to hold up as much over time. So when I tack it onto these normal shows, if you go back in the archives and you listen to stuff, and I'm talking about football, it's not something that's really going to hold up or, or grab your interest on a regular basis. So if it's a standalone show, maybe we go do like an hour, half hour, an hour, or something like that, sometime in the next week. I'm going to hit them up, see what we can do, and then uh, you know we'll build off of that and just see if uh, we can get some football talk together. I'm, I'm, let me just start off by saying I'm very happy with my Niners, not happy with my betting, but I, you know. That that's one thing I'm happy with that I wasn't happy with last year. The other thing is just the same. I plan on starting up my puppet videos next week. Um, I have a bunch of thoughts and, and different ideas and stuff I'm going to kick around to try to mix it up this football season to do my football picks with my puppets. Definitely involving uh, some of my other puppets this year without question. Uh, my first video, which will be coming up before any of the other picks or anything like that, will be my tribute to Russell. Um, that that has to come first. This dude was my biggest supporter on the level of uh, any kind of puppetry or really anything I was doing. And um, it means the world to me. And I have something in mind I want to just throw together for him as far as, you know, my puppets. And, and that way I can just start going forward from there with them and try to, you know, uh, gain an audience i really need to start putting in major major work with that building a youtube following and uh really trying to make something of this man i i truly truly believe in puppetry and it being a a lost art my puppets are you know professional grade top-notch fucking puppets i love them um it's it's some shit i never really even thought would be a possibility to have things along the lines of like the things that jim henson was working with back in the day and, um, you know, so I'm really going to try to push forward with that. And again, uh, you know, I, it's not lost on me to know that a, a guy like Russell really appreciated what I did with that and, um, to just continue to push it forward and make it even something bigger and bigger than, you know, anybody's even imagined. I know I could accomplish great things with it, but you got to put in work to do anything. So, um, that's the plan. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing something. I, I thought I had everything I had, but I, I definitely feel like I, I might be missing something. I um, saw like a brief thing from CZW. Joe Gacy won the fucking title back from John Silver, which is a complete waste of John Silver. Um, they really didn't do anything with this fucking title run. They should have did some things that really stood out. He's a fantastic wrestler. I'm a big fan of him. And uh, they needed to put together dream matches, first time ever, like all sorts of different things. And... Um, uh yeah it's um you know so yeah i think that's all i got at this point i'm fucking rambling i will talk to you motherfuckers next week gotta get some topics together and this and that uh i'll check the end of this fucking uh this show out over here this fucking uh this blood sports and uh i'll talk to you motherfuckers later peace talk to y'all later have a nice night Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes the grass green. 
won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no sushi.